From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest has been covering the Auburn Tigers for over 20 years now, leading inside the Auburn Tigers He's our friend Jason Caldwell, and we caught up with him inside the press box. Talk me through what's going on with with basketball right now and how Bruce is trying to keep this thing together, given the fact that his best players are not available and the NCAA tournament's not obtainable for them, or even the SEC tournament, frankly, for that matter. Yeah, I think think you've seen it. You can can see it when you get closer to the year, even if you were full strength, the the lack of – anything at the end of the rainbow is, is tough when you're talking about motivation. Yeah. Um, and so that's all that's been there, I think, for the past couple of weeks, in my opinion. I don't, you know, for the most part this year, they played really hard. I think they're still playing hard, but there's a difference between playing hard and playing with an edge. And it just doesn't yeah. seem like it's there right now. And then, you know, you, you go, hey, you haven't played with what I believe are your two best players. You haven't had them for one minute one second of game action together this year. And now, now you're without both of them once again uh, with Sharif Cooper, um, you know, out with an ankle injury. He was on crutches on the sidelines last night. Um, when you when you take those two guys out of the equation, Alan Flanagan, he's not a point guard. And, and he's having, being asked to do that role for a team. And you're playing just about everybody else in this league is, is what I would consider almost a bubble team. Alabama yeah. on the other side of it obviously not a bubble team and then Sandy on the bottom side of it probably not Kentucky not uh, who knows but everybody else you're kind of going hey man win a couple of games and win a few in the tournament and you might be in this year and so yeah, everybody you're playing has got a little bit of that extra edge that you don't have right now and that's Jason can you can you give us a uh, uh, especially for our listeners a, a how when and where on those injuries I know it was the as you mentioned the ankle to Sharif and a, and a concussion for Powell, but kind of where all those things went down? Yeah, you know, Justin Powell was early in the SEC season against Texas A&M, and uh, it was almost, you know, when you go back and watch it, uh, it looked pretty harm, harmless, 
but when you get that little whiplash factor in, it, it can really have an impact. It just kind of depends on how it goes. So it's really, you know, thankfully for him, he's been able to kind of get back and, and, and get it going with his schoolwork again and start to, to do some light shooting and those things. But um, it's been something they've really taken their time with. And I think, I think it's the right move because of what we talked about earlier. Because there wasn't, you know, there's not a, a you know, potential NCAA tournament at the end of the season. The most important thing was having him healthy, uh, and you didn't have to push that this year. And so, um, but he's had you know some dizziness, uh, things like that that have gone along with it that have really remained a lot longer than than most concussions do. But that's the reason why doctors do what they do now. That's the reason why there's a protocol and then things that, that you go through because of this and because of this situation. Um, so it's just been a very very slow road for him. Hopefully, uh, can kind of continue to move out of that and, and get better. But you know, he was playing at such a high level early in the season that when you picture him and Sharif Cooper together with the young bigs that they've got, and, and you could have seen this team really become a, a threat, even though they didn't have the postseason there. And then Sharif did some ankle injury, not really sure when it occurred. But, um, you know, those are things that, that you deal with. And now you look up and you know, a little less than two weeks of this season, you wonder if, if either one of those guys – Will, will be seen the rest of this season. And, uh, you know, that's, that's tough when you look at, at trying to finish on a high note, uh, you know, heading into next year. Jason, he's, he's taken Auburn to a Final Four. He's worked through the building of his program. He's, he's dealt with situations like this one uh, that they're encountering this season. Is there anybody better equipped to, to keep the boat afloat until they can get to next year than Bruce Pearl? No, I think, you know, obviously when you when you take over a, you know, the program like you took over, you know what you're dealing with. And, and, and so I think I think the building of the program was the start, and now you're right. Now he, he understands, okay, look, here's what we got to do. Um, the good news for them is that, you know, if if this roster returns intact and you add in a McDonald's All-American and Jabari Smith, the secret end kid, a really a prolific scorer out of Oklahoma. Um, you could have, as I, I would say, one of the top ten rosters in college basketball next year, in my opinion. Uh, I think it would be that talented. And you've had a group now that's got some experience. So that, that's the thing. You look at it, and this year, probably more valuable than any other, but you look at Auburn the last, the last especially you know two or three years, how valuable experience was when you look at the Final Fours and you look at Virginia and Texas Tech, all those teams are, are experienced teams. You look this year, and Gonzaga, um, Baylor are the two to get the most talk, really experienced. Alabama with the transfers and the guys they had back, an experienced basketball team. It's important, and it was really important this season. Uh, now they'll have that. They'll have that under their belt. And so now you got things that you can build on. And Chris, you know it well by watching it every night. The biggest thing that comes, is defense. Herb Jones has always had defense. You know, that wasn't anything that you ever thought that, that came into the equation with a guy like John Petty, but now he's playing defense. And and those are things that come as you get older and more experienced, and that's the biggest issue for this team right now. Jason Caldwell covers the uh, the Tiger beat for inside the Auburn Tigers. And, and let's transition, if we can, to baseball for uh, a minute. Butch Thompson once again with a, a – well-respected roster coming into the season. I don't know that it's as good as it has been in some recent years just because of some turnover, but kind of 
tell us where things are right now with Butch's squad after coming off of a, a win last night. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, you, you look around and you go, man, this, this roster's got some experience, it's got talent, it's got depth. And then you realize, you look around the rest of this league and everybody's in the same boat because of, of yeah. what they went through last year and guys coming back. I, I think that I do think this, this, this team has more depth than any Auburn team that I've seen in 20-plus years because of the fact that, you know, Cody, Cody Greenhill, Stephen Williams, Judd Ward, um, those are, you know, Rankin Woley, those are guys that are not on the roster in a normal year. Those are guys that are playing minor league baseball yeah. somewhere. And now those guys are back. And so you got that veteran leadership to go along with some talented newcomers, uh, transfer like Josh Hall, uh, that started out at Ole Miss, a kid from Homewood. Um, right. like Bryson Ware is a guy that has a couple of home runs in, in four games already and is a junior college transfer. Um, pitching staff, Richard Fitz development, you know, Cody Greenhill stepping into a starting role. Um, they got arms, um, but, you know, you look and go, can you get Jack Owen back from his injury, dislocated finger? He's such a valuable guy. And, um, you got a bunch of hard throwers having a that lefty that, that you know, kind of knows how to get people out and has done it for a long time would be valuable. So um, I think it's a really good roster. You know, can they can they be ready and, and kind of get everything dialed in? Um, and they'll get an opportunity to get – to, to test that this weekend when you look at Texas A&M uh, on a Sunday, but Oklahoma and Baylor uh, Friday, Saturday in Texas, I think that's going to be really big for them to see where they are. Yep. And Kansas just had their win streak snapped by Texas, 75-72, an overtime thriller. Jason Caldwell with us covering the Auburn beat. Uh, before we let you go, let's get a, a quick football comment or two because uh, some transfers now starting to come in, and most recently a good corner, West Virginia transfer, Drayshon Miller who had, uh, I think, about eight pass breakups last year. And, of course, the Tennessee guy who committed in December, released unconditionally, he's going to join Auburn and did that rather quickly. He knew exactly where he was going. Looks like Brian Harson's getting some guys in the stable. Yeah, it's uh, they've done a good job of, of kind of, you know, really retooling, you know, this class, and they had to do that. Um, you know, there was going to be some issues. And Auburn, Auburn fans found out what other schools have already dealt with. Um, Auburn hadn't had a coaching change. Alabama hasn't had a coaching change with an early signing period thrown in there. Um, it's changed things dramatically. Uh, when you make a coaching change now and you, you, you look up and, and a coach goes, okay, well, who do we have left to, to go after in, an, in a late signing period in February? And, and, you know, 92% of the top players in the country have already signed. It makes it a challenge. I thought they did a good job of kind of piecing the, stat, the, uh, the class together at the end and getting some good players. But then, you know, transfers, I, I would expect that offensive line-wise, there'll still be some guys that they'll probably try to go after, um, maybe potentially after the spring to see what, you know, what they've got. But I think they did a good job so far of just kind of um, working through it and finding some pieces to put together to a roster that, that still has some talent, some guys to work with. We know the honeymoon's always pretty easy, un- unless you're Josh Heifel at Tennessee. But it, yeah, it seems like it, yeah, it seems like uh, – Brian Harson's been very, very well received there in Auburn. Yeah, and I think it's you know one of the things that's really been interesting is that it's he it's almost, he's taken a kind of a fresh start approach uh, when you look at his staff, uh, and sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes you go, hey, let's just keep keep doing what we're doing, and you know Gus did some really good things at Auburn, but you, you start looking at at the time frame, and it was kind of a continuation of. of Gene Chizik, when you brought Gus in, even though there were some staff changes, it was kind of the same 
the same feel a little bit. And there you go. Look, it, when you do something different, let's let's kind of start fresh. And so you're talking about new names, new faces. You know, the coordinator hires that are familiar with the league, um, and then some young guys, energetic guys mixed in with some veterans. I I think people really like uh, you know this staff makeup and what they're doing so far. And like you said, you know, none of that matters until you get on the field and win some games. But so far, it's going well. Great stuff, Jason. He covers the Tigers in day in, day out inside the AuburnTigers.com. Read his Monday morning quarterback column each week on 247sports.com and follow him on Twitter, ITATJason on Twitter. Jason, thanks so much for the time, man. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Our friend Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers here inside the Press Box. To find our daily radio show, just visit PressBoxRadio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you, the episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the press box anytime, 24-7. On social media, we're Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. And we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email anytime at theguys at pressboxradio.com. Simply theguys at pressboxradio.com. Until next time, for my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace, thanking you for joining us here inside the Press Box.